Hey, what's going on, everybody? And welcome to the Rockman Power Hour, a show where we talk to the most interesting people in the world of pop culture. And this week on the show, we have got a gentleman who literally is uh, in one of the coolest bands in the world. Uh, I have been a fan of Troy Van Leeuwen ever since his Perfect Circle days. I happen to actually have some personal experiences with him. And I was there when he was asked to join the band. So this is a very unique interview. Um, this is going to be a very unique conversation. I'm so glad we're finally able to have Troy in the studio, the virtual studio, and have him be able to tell us all about this new record, In Times New Roman, that just dropped last Friday from Queens of the Stone Age. It's their first album ever. Um, sorry. It's their first album in forever. And we have got copies of this record to give away on vinyl. So make sure you tune in till the end of the episode to find out how you can win one of four copies of In Times New Roman on vinyl. Thanks to our friends at Beggars Group Canada and Matador Records. But before we go any further, let's bring in our co-host, the Ryan Stick himself. What's going on, Ryan? I almost got hacked out of my Instagram last night. And oh, I, I am know. willing at the end of the episode to tell people how to not for it to happen. So that was up. But you know what would have solved that situation even faster? If Heartbeat Hot Sauce manifested itself in the digital form and uh, came to save me as it always does when I'm eating something very, very tasteless. Like this segue. What a, yeah, what a beautiful segue <laughs> to, uh, yes, Heartbeat Hot Sauce. They are the title sponsors of our podcast, and we appreciate them so much. Uh, I'm holding up. I decided to go um, as real as I could today. I've got the pineapple habanero. As you can see, this is straight from the fridge. Um, wow. Yeah, man. Like I, I, I love this one. This has been a, a go-to for me when I have my breakfast. And um, definitely check them out at heartbeathotsauce.com. You get 20% off your entire order when you use our promo code and it never expires. So please use it and, uh, and enjoy Heartbeat Hot Sauce. They are wonderful. We appreciate them being involved with our podcast and being our title sponsor. Great company that we, uh, that we absolutely love working with. And also a big thanks to Studio House Designs. I see you are rocking the, um, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer long sleeve. Yeah, and Spike. I used to, every time I bleached my hair, I was always trying to impress older ladies by looking like Billy Idol. And uh, ladies my age by looking like Spike. I didn't really look like either of them, but you know, yeah. in a dark in a dark room, it uh, you know, you could kind of people look like Spike. people see what they want to see. It's like a mirage in the desert. You're like, I'm thirsty. You look like water. <laughs> <laughs> that looks great. Um, I am wearing a Half Moon Run shirt right now because the guys in Half Moon Run uh, sent me over a couple of shirts this week. So uh, yeah, so I was really grateful for that. So thank you to them. But but of course, as you know, half the more than half the time of my life, I'm, I'm wearing a studio house design shirt and I always get stopped and people are always like, that is the coolest shirt ever, ever. So uh, thanks to them for, uh, for supporting us. We really appreciate them. I was rocking Beetlejuice when we were at uh, an event in Niagara yeah. last weekend and I was being stopped left and right. I thought I was one of the celebrities right. I did. Nice. Yeah. That's the power the studio house <laughs> designs has. And, uh, and we're going to talk about that trip to Niagara Falls definitely after we, we, uh, we jump in with, with Troy. We're also going to talk about current events. And yeah. some current events that, that, yeah. that are going to uh, only be beneficial for the Rockman Power Hour. But let's not go too far because there's a lot in this interview, Ryan. There's a lot in this interview that's very personal. Um, that's super cool. That I'm kind of glad I get to share with the rest of the world because this is, you know, there's some stories around Troy that I've had um, in my old noggin for years that I'm able to finally 
um, share with the audience. And this is really, really fun for me. And it's also fun because Troy's in one of my favorite bands in the world. As you know, I love Queens of the Stone Age. Um, absolutely love them. They can do no wrong in my eyes. And um, I, I, I think Josh is one of the the greatest songwriters of our generation. Um, I think his band is cool. Like when you think of cool, they're that band. There's nothing cooler than Queens of the Stone Age in my eyes. And, um, and I'm so excited for the, for the world to hear this new record. Like I mentioned, came out last Friday. It's super solid. And we've got copies of the record on vinyl that, um, that we're lucky enough to, uh, to be able to give away to you and find out how you can do that at the end of the episode, because um, it's really, really cool for us to be able to do giveaways on the show. And uh, we're going to be doing more and more of that in the episode. So make sure you uh, you always have it locked and subscribe, like, share with your friends. And uh, this week we have got these, which are going to be a hot commodity. I have so many of my friends that have already bought this record. And we've got all these different colorways as well. So um, thank you to Beggars Group and thank you to Matador Records for providing us these, which we will tell you how you can win at the, ep- the end of the episode. But Ryan, let's dive into this because this is a fun conversation Troy's great. Um, not a lot of people have been talking to the guys from Queens yet, so we're really, really lucky to get him. And um, without any further ado, check it out. Our interview with Troy Van Leeuwen from Queens of the Stone Age. All right. Uh, really, really happy to have uh, on the podcast this week with us, uh, Troy Van Leeuwen from the band Queens of the Stone Age from the band um, Enemy, from the band, and, and it just goes on and on and on. But obviously yeah. your main gig has been Queens of the Stone Age for the better part of, well, over two decades now. Yeah, that's right. 2002 yep. was April 1st. I got a phone call from Joshua Hami. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, right, this is going to happen. Um, but yeah, 2002. And the crazy thing is, I was with you when you got that phone call. I, I, I do remember, and we were talking about, cause you did like Ozfest or something with, I know with, exactly where we were and I can tell you everything yeah. because I remember it because it's going to these things that I'll it, never forget. <laughs> okay. I want you to tell the story because I remember, I do remember some of it, but you, you might remember more cause you know, time <laughs> doesn't, isn't always my friend. <laughs> so we were at uh, Mel's diner in Hollywood. We had just wrapped yes. up um, vocals that you had helped my band out with um, for mm-hmm. a record we put out in 2003. And we were chatting and it was late at night. It was almost, I think it was probably two in the morning. We'd done a late night session, I guess in a studio you worked at a small little rehearsal space and we'd done it on, on, on a, a real, a portable recorder. I think it was like a, at 1880 or one of those things. And yeah. you're like, I got to take this call. And, and then you came back mm-hmm. and you're like, I just got asked to join Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah. 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 Um, Mel's diner. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and, and I remember you were saying, Oh, I love those guys. You know, I did Ozfest with them and it was probably on the same stage, right. Or, or maybe like the second stage. Or they were actually, like on, they were actually on the main stage opening up oh, they were. at one oh, o'clock every day early yeah, and early not happy time, about yeah. it. Yeah, they weren't happy about it because that was like prime sleep time for them at that point. <laughs> exactly. You know? Exactly. Um, but yeah, yeah. That was I remember you're making me remember Mel's Diner. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, we we were just finishing up 
I think what was the last song that we did? Do we we did the cover of of course of Crazy, yeah, which I thought was really really fun and interesting and and yeah, we were working out of rehearsal space that I was just renting, you know, to do a bunch of recording for different projects, you know. So uh, and then you yeah, and then we we were working on this thing called Revenge of the Triad with Jason Slater and Charlie Clouser, and you sang on a track of that. I remember as well. So yeah, and I remember the yeah. uh, the guys were were a little jealous. Where are you going off to? What are you doing here? They they didn't like that. And uh, and then I mean, no. Short, no. short shortly after we put out metaphor, um, I went off and I became a dad and and I left music, which was fine. But yeah. I think the, yeah. the best thing about this whole story is that you joined. You ended up joining one of my favorite bands because um, you know, so did I. Yeah. <laughs> and they were they I remember seeing them at Fofone Electric in Montreal. I believe it was 97 98. At that time the first album was just had just gotten distribution through Loose Groove. Loose and Groove, uh, yeah. and uh and it was just like seeing Queens of the Stone Age in a place that holds 5 600 people back then. It just marked me. And I had followed the band you know ever since and then you hop in and you ended up joining the band and the first tour I got to see you on was the one where Dave came out and Lanigan Dave was singing drums. and it was yep. just bananas. And I remember looking at you bananas. going, are you having a good time? And you're like, you don't even know, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, that was the beginning of this giant sort of wave of crazy, you know, like number one singles and, and like tons of, you know, tons of like touring and, and uh, you know, playing with Dave was a lot of fun. And, getting to you know know lanigan and end up working with him i mean it was yeah. this whole like explosion of, of creativity that's that was the beginning of and now you're um you're you're about to release a new record uh the world has really much you know it has completely changed the world kind of went to shit over the last few years has come back we're all expected to just like dive right back in like nothing's happened but the reality is that everybody changes things happen to people um but you're right back into the cycle again after having, I guess, some time to reflect, some time away, um, how does it feel knowing that in a couple of weeks you guys are putting out another Queens record? I mean, it's it's like you said. There's there was definitely you know everyone's gone through this period of of, of a crazy sort of lockdown and isolation and um, and uh, yeah, the world is definitely, especially the world of music. It's it's a def, it's a different place for sure. So it's it's partly exciting and partly sort of like nerve wracking because we did we did our first two shows last weekend in yeah. five years and right. there's a lot of build up there and there's a lot of expectations that we have on ourselves and and I'm sure our fans have on us as well. So to kind of like get that part of what we do in sync and make it happen was a big deal. So uh I feel better about it now. Yeah. Um, and so now I feel like with the swell of the wave is, is starting to pick things up. And then by the time the record's out, you know, we'll be riding that wave. And that's kind of my favorite part of the situation right now because of the way things have been in the past couple of years. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's a, I think it's a good time right now for, for us anyways. <laughs> And, and and being able to to jump on stage, um, you know, obviously I was I was paying close attention to to you know I have been play, paying close attention to everything that's going on with the band. Um, again, mentioning you know you guys are one of my favorite bands, and 
the anticipation for those live shows were were very very high and uh seeing the clips that i saw it, it, it seems like you guys had never even you know even stopped running i mean you get it, it it's and i'm sure you're going to say well because <laughs> you know you're probably hard on yourself but you guys sounded phenomenal and what was great about it is that yeah. i've got to sit with the record for a bit um yeah. i've gotten oh, to re- yeah, yeah 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 no i've gotten to really sit with the record um i've gotten to give it quite a few listens and it was fun to hear some of those songs being played and i can imagine being in the audience for the first time hearing those songs it's got to be a trip so what was it like when you play stuff that people know and then you play new stuff is there this anticipation like you can tell people are just excited they're hearing a new one i think for for us it's just sort of like a a nice uh yeah it's it's a nice kind of payoff cuz we've been living with the record for you know since november i think yeah. we handed it in and um you never know what people are going to think you know so it's nice to hear that, you know, and especially with a song like, you know, Emotion Sickness, where there's this really wonderful, catchy chorus that people can actually sing, you know, and it's, it's nice to hear them singing it. Yeah. But then again, you know, we, we played another song that no one's heard yet called Negative Space. Yep. And it seemed like it was a, a no brainer, like a, a, a no brainer Queens guitar rock groove song you know that people were just like yeah that's the queens and so our new record is kind of like you know for 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 all of our fans for newer fans we're tr- we're trying something new i think you know carnivore air is a good expression of that and then we've got stuff like negative space that's just you know guitar driven you know stoner rock kind of yeah vibe. so um it was nice to to have the audience react the way they did uh i think what's what's interesting about this record and i'm curious to see how people react when they finally can sink their teeth into it but i found the track listing of this record very interesting um yeah and i don't know if this is the final one but you know emotion sickness being third to last uh being yeah. one of the easiest songs to catch so it's almost like you're, you're you're giving this record to fans and going okay if you are willing to take this journey with us and hear this whole record there's a payoff at the end of this record because it is very um it's not so much top heavy as it's bottom heavy. Like the bo- it's a very bottom heavy record in the sense that the track listing, you know, the f- last four or five songs are really, really bangers. But yeah. there's also this stuff that's going on at the beginning that is very challenging for a listener. And and what I loved about it was that sure. I it took me probably three listens to finally get it. And then when you get it, it's like, and it brought back my memory of hearing Faith No More's Angel Dust for the first time. Yeah. Sure. Now, when I that's, when I that's you know great. Yeah. you you go from the real thing, which was just so easy, so you know digestible and 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 almost like fast food, and then you get yeah. Angel Dust, where I fucking hated it when I first heard it, and now it's a <laughs> desert island disc for me. So, no, sure. having a bit of wisdom now, you know, as you get older and you realize that means you're getting challenged more. There is a payoff at the beginning of the record when you start to really listen to some of the tracks because there's a lot going on there. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's important for us because not not only are we trying to like make our favorite music, you know, we want to we want to not repeat ourselves as well. So that's why it's you know the the record is peppered with like new st- new stuff that people wouldn't expect that might be challenging to their ears. But there is, I I agree with you. There there are back to basics sort of tracks that are just like well that's that's what the queens are. It's like we take a note from from ACDC. Not all the way, you know, they have a sound they've never changed. Yeah. And you know, you can depend on what they do. 
and it's always great when you watch them, you know, but we're, we're trying to, you know, keep things interesting for us as well as our audience. And I think that's what's, you know, the way ACDC has that sound, you guys have that sound, but what, what, what signature of that sound is that you do take people on journeys and that's like, get ready for times, different time signatures, get ready for some challenging things, you know, uh, for your ears, but it, but it, but it's all, there's always a payoff there. And, and I think fans at this point know that. Um, one of the things I really, really, that got me was, uh, time and time and place. The, uh, I knew the you opening, were going to say that. Yeah. yeah. The opening of that was just, you know, I don't play anything. I just sing. Right. And yeah, I don't even yeah. do that that much anymore, but I'm listening to that. I'm like, when you're going to have to learn that to play live, are you kicking yourself that you wrote it? <laughs> no, I, I, it's, it's a very, it's funny. Cause I love starting songs like that, where you're like, I don't know how this comes in. And then by the time it comes in, you're like, I, I'm off. Yeah I, yeah. I think it's a, I mean, I've always liked songs like that too. Um, but, you know, for me, it's a, it's a very easy sort of triplet groove over a four beat. Yeah, sure. You know? okay. and, 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 you know, it's interesting that song has, has been around for a while and it just never got finished until now. And so, it's it's funny to think you know something that different was started i don't know 10 years ago or something like that and just never found its way to be finished and sometimes songs finish themselves like that one and like another one straight jacket fitting there's another one that's that's been kind of kicked around for a while and finally it showed up and it's like this giant sort of trip you know it's a it's a journey for sure yeah at the end of the record Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it's, and it's nice when you, um, you know, this is another thing I've, I've been, you know, I've talked to a lot of bands over the last few years. They all have a common thing that they've been saying, um, besides having, you know, time to, to reflect and time to do other things. They've had time to finish stuff they've had sitting around. Same, same here. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really what it, I think that was one of the, the good things about being locked down and, and getting tighter with each other. Cause we were like everyone else here in California you had to have certain protocols to even work. Yeah. Uh, and so we had to get everybody's families together and be in a bubble and test and all that kind of jazz just to get into a room and, and work. Uh, so it tightened up our, our unit for sure. And yeah, we were able to, you know, take some time with this record and kind of sift through everything that, you know, would fit. Uh, right. So, but we're always making music, and and that's the good part. Um, there's there's always going to be more. Um, Carnivore. There's uh, there's a line where Josh just says, you know, I I just smile. <laughs> and yeah. It, and it's just so, you know, I think you get to a certain point in your life where you get a little older, and you're just like, I, I love it. I mean, I'm, I'll just smile. I'm not going to argue with you. I'll just smile. And I don't know if that was the the lyrical intention, if that was what what it was, but it, that's what it, and it just sounds so like freeing it's like yeah i'm just gonna let that one go yeah i mean i think i think it's important for like you're 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 saying this is the way i interpreted it and i think that that's more important than what the intention might have been you know um because that's what most of our lyrics are for you know it's 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 not really spelled out and there's a lot of play on words and yeah and it's it's fun for us to kind of you know, use stuff like that. Even the title is a, is a play on words that we thought was funny. 
Well, if you if anybody knows anything about graphics, it's a font. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a it's the probably the most popular font on anyone's computer. Right. You know, for 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 since computer personal computers were a thing. Um, but uh, yeah, it has, you know, it's just it just seemed to fit, uh, and it just came out of kind of almost out of nowhere. So um lyrically and you know and song titles like carnivore air is like smashed together uh and and making up new words and and just creating imagery is is uh part of the fun um uh, made to parades got this fade out um a big fan of fade outs uh nice yeah when i uh, i remember being you know when i was when i was younger i i used to love the idea of a fade out maybe you're not a fan but steely dan always had for me had some of the best fade outs oh yeah yeah, no, I, I get it. It's 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 when you when you you know it's somebody I forget who it was. I don't. Know. Someone was talking about pop, you know, writing pop songs, and um, and I think it's always a challenge for us to write a pop song, even though I think we've made some attempts on this record and the last one. But uh, I remember this person saying, "Well, repetition ensures closure," and I was like. That's why there's a fade out because you're repeating this thing, yeah. And you're going now. You get to just sing it while the music's over, so it just kind of goes in the ear and it stays there. Yeah, a lot of songs that fade out have that exactly. It makes you want more. It makes you yeah. continue it. And I don't know if it's a if it's a precursor to a to an earworm or or what, but um, but it has a it has a great fade out. Yeah, we 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 always have this saying like that. There's a reason there's a rewind button, you know. Um, and maybe that's dated, but, but no, but I you know, know if you mean. want, it makes, it makes you want to like, if you know, you don't want to drive something, you know, into somebody's ear, you want, you want to give it to them and let them have it for enough time to where they're like, I got to hear that again. Yeah. So, um, at this point, having a pretty deep catalog, um, is it challenging for you guys when you have to put a set together? It's challenging in the way that we want to play everything. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> It's a good, it's a good problem to have. And, you know, we're coming off of, you know, a, a pretty long break. And I think we're going to start by just reintroducing ourselves like we did the, the last few shows, but we're going to be you know, changing the set every night. And that's the, the cool thing about our band. We don't, we can't just do one set and then just have it be done. Um, we're a live band and even on stage there's audibles. So, We'll be sneaking in more of the new record. By the time the record comes out, we're going to be playing a lot of it. Um, and yeah, it's a good problem to have. But yeah, deciding is the is is the challenge. Yeah, I, I'm sure. And it's uh, is there ever a time where you're like, I really want to play this, and it's just like not going to happen tonight? And you ever get pissed off about it or no? Um, I never get pissed off about it, but you know, there's there's stuff that's you know we want to play deep cuts. Yeah, you know, and and things that you know things for the fans but you know luckily for us there's a lot of songs that you know did well at radio back in the day and sure you know we we came out the first song we played back out was no one knows and we would play that every night we played yeah. go with the flow every night you know we play little sister every night uh you know so there's things that that are are just gonna always be there um, and we love, still love playing those songs. So nothing ever gets old for us. And, and we, yeah. So for, for, a, for a set list, you know, every night's going to be different. We're going to be adding 
you know, some cool old stuff and then, you know, some deep cuts and, and it's, it's going to be interesting uh, because people come to see multiple shows. Yeah. And there's nothing worse than seeing the same set list, you know, and, and it's and especially now in today's world where everyone's filming everything, um, you know, where there's 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 setlist.ca or .com, where you can yeah. literally know the pacing. Um, you can see someone's little banter that they practice that they do in every city the same. It's just so yeah, I know, and I know that this yeah. is this yeah. isn't that band that I know for sure. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, with um, with anniversaries coming up, of course, when you put out records over a span of years, there's there's anniversaries that 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 crop up every year, and is there ever thought of going out and playing a record from front to back or is that not something you guys would do i mean we did that for the first record right yeah that's true we did that we did that before um you know it's like i know that the songs for death was 20 years old like last year yeah um you know there's always talk of stuff like that but i think after you know there's something about the first record that where you like you listen to it top to bottom and it's like the way we did it, we did it very, very true to the the recording where, I mean, you know, we have three guitar players now and there's sometimes where there's only one guitar playing on that record. So, you know, Dean and I would pick up maracas and, yeah. and, and you know, sing backups. And so that was fun to do that, just like kind of note for note. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. We have so much new music and I, I think that going backwards isn't in the cards right now. Um, right. We're looking forward to, to what's, what's going to happen, you know, this next time around. Um, I know that you, uh, like I mentioned at the beginning, you're, you're involved with a lot of projects over the five year break. Did you get to, to dive in on some of the other stuff? Um, were you able to, to do stuff that you might have in, you know, coming, I know you, you did do a little bit of stuff, but were you able to, to really dig in and maybe prepare some stuff that might be able to come out when this cycle kind of slows down? Well, as far as like with Queens, like I said, we always, we're always, we have like a, you know, a backup of music that uh, we've been kicking around. Yeah. Um, so that's always happening. Um, I got to work on a couple of different projects over the pandemic. I, you know, I did what I would consider a really pandemic, you know, like a real pandemic record, which was the gone is gone record. The last one that we did. Right. I mean, it would literally, we finished it remotely, everybody's own studios and even mixed it, you know, with, with uh, my friend, Norm block, who just did it in his house. And through technology, you're able to listen as it's being mixed, sure. make notes, be on the phone and say, Hey, turn up the guitars. <laughs> um, but that was, that was an experiment in like, yeah, the right when the right when the isolation was really kicking in. So we were kind of dying to to get together and we just couldn't. Um, and another project that I worked on that I'm really happy with uh, is this thing called The Armed. Okay. Um, I played on their last record, Ultra Pop, during the pandemic. And throughout the pandemic, I've been working with them on, on some new stuff too. So I got to, you know... Um, work with them and you know because i really love their band and, and I, it's it's a it's more of an art collective you know they they make their own videos they they they, they do all kinds of you know art forward uh you know graphic design and stuff like that so actually some of the teasers that you know we put out i've worked with kind of the main uh character tony wolski he did he directed all these little oh yeah like, and 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 they're yeah they're powerful. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, you know, we had these ideas and we took some elements of the, of the, the songs uh, and just stripped away most of it. And we were like, hey, what do you think of this? He's like, oh, let me. Yeah, I'll do something with that. And then he came back with this really beautifully shot, incredibly like, you know, twisted and kind of sick yeah. uh, imagery, imagery that we all, we were all just like, yeah, keep doing that. Yeah, um, just so. Just- Keep keep being yeah. you. <laughs> keep, you keep being you, and we'll keep being us, and we'll do stuff together. So that that was fun too. I, I think we'll we'll do some more stuff with them. But anyways, there's there's a, a new record that uh, we just finished of theirs too, which is I think is going to be really cool. Nice. Um, and I saw that you worked with Robbie Williams. <laughs> That's bananas. Yeah. Like, how did that? Happen? It's, so the guy who was producing his record. Um, uh, also, he he worked with um, he worked with the band Snow Patrol that I worked with before too. His name is Jack Knife Lee. Hey, hey, wait, he wait, was, back up, back up. You, you, what Snow Patrol record did you work on? I think it's called Falling Empires. You worked on a uh, Snow Patrol record, man. That's amazing. Yeah, those those guys are pals. You know, fucking great band. Yeah, they're great. Uh, they're really. I mean, uh, another band that you would never guess <laughs> that would be hanging out with. You know, uh, like you know, with Queens of the Stone Age, but they're mates, you know, they're really fucking yeah, and cool. And good fucking songwriters people. too. You get great songwriting and, you know, I mean, I love pop music and yeah. and they're really good at it. Uh, and so, yeah, you know, basically Jackknife Lee was like, hey, I'm working on this Robbie Williams record and I need some gu- guitar. And so I, I just played some guitar on a Robbie Williams song and, I mean, he wasn't there. You know? Okay, so, so, so you was, get to actually connect with him. I didn't get to hang with him, no, okay. or anything like that. Um, but it was, you know, I moonlight as a session player sometimes, so that's yeah, that's one of those things that happens. Yeah, yeah, no, it's great. And and listen, Snow Patrol. Um, I saw them early, early on when you know before the big, you know, whatever the Grey's Anatomy song or whatever. I saw them, you know, yep. that album where there two of them were in the snowsuits. I forget the name of it. Uh, yeah, uh, I saw them on Final Straw. That's where I, I first met them. Yeah. 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 I mean, that record, very good record. And they were touring with this cool, other band yeah. named Athlete. And I saw them in like a 300 seat club and they were just fucking phenomenal. So when they started yeah. blowing up, um, it didn't, it didn't surprise me at all. But um, dude, sure. I, I just got to say, I'm so happy for you because you've Thank always you. been a really, really good guy. You've always had a really, really open heart when it comes to music. Um, even worked with our shitty band and it was, <laughs> it was just, it was just always really, really nice to, to just share space with you because you, you really do care about music and you've got a great way of, you know, coming into a project and, and giving a good outside opinion. That's why whenever I hear you doing production, any ch- like you should really do more production because you do have a great, a great way to, to pull things out of people. Uh, oh, thank you. Yeah. I, I plan on doing more. Um, yeah, it's, you know, when you mentioned the, the pandemic, I opened up a lot of old drives and, and found a lot of old music that I, I wanted to kind of, you know, uh, work out and see if it even stood the test of time. And so I plan on doing more of that, more of that kind of thing too, even with just, you know, songs of my own songs with, you know, with my wife, Serena, who's got, you know, we, we, we made a couple of records together for Sweethead and yeah. And, um, and yeah, the working with the armed is a production. I, I mean, I play guitar in it too, but it's a, it was a co-producing situation that I really enjoyed. 
Uh, I co-produced it with this guy named Ben Chisholm, who, uh, if you know Chelsea Wolf, yep, he's basically the musical director of her, you know, okay. and her yep. band, and and he produces a lot of cool stuff. And so we got the chance to work together, and it was wonderful. So yeah, I, I'll be I'll be doing more of that stuff for sure. Thank you for taking the time. Um, you got it, man. Continued success. Yeah. New record comes out June 16th, and we'll we'll catch up with you on the road for sure. Absolutely. Thank you, Jason. Yeah, it's great to see you again. You know, I've seen Troy live like three times, and I didn't even realize it. Really? Well, I, re- I, re- I realized it when I saw him in Queens. I saw Queens of the Stone Age play uh, Open Up for Nine Chanel's. Yeah. And then the opener opener was uh, Death from Death Above. From above. That was a What a lineup. What a lineup. What a lineup. When yeah. you really think about that, that's like really Trent Reznor and Nine Chanel's horning in on the fact that honing in yeah. <laughs> warning honing in on the fact that they're like yeah we established ourselves in the late 80s but here we are in the early 2000s and we could still be just amazing as relevant yeah. and and it worked so well because queens of the stone age nine channels are like we don't give a fuck queen of the stone age are we don't give a fuck definitely above 1979 i'm like i'm a drummer i'm going to sing we don't give a fuck yeah and it uh was a really cool time that represented the mu- the greatness of the music of the time yeah so so i saw him there but also i saw him in the perfect circle and yeah. uh also opening for nine inch nails man that's crazy he must have some trent stories because uh it's um it, i remember perfect circle being a great band but also at the same time i was like 15 years old and didn't understand that like, you know, the opening band's going to play no matter what. And your favorite band will go on at nine o'clock regardless yeah, yeah. of, you know, your enthusiasm. Yeah. So I, I was like, usually seeing opening bands when you want to see your favorite band is agonizing, but Perfect Circle is just great. And, you know, I didn't know who Maynard was at the time. I was like 15 years old. I didn't recognize that Tool and Perfect Circle had some connections because I thought you're only allowed to be in one band when you're a kid. Yeah. <laughs> you're in yeah. one band. Yeah. You start it. If it doesn't work, you you jump in a volcano and you leave it alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But um, great great guitar player. Oh, great guitar player and great guy and great great um great ear for music. I mean, you know, when I found out and we talk about it, like when I found out that he had worked with Robbie Robbie Williams, you know, and and, yeah. and I, I'm just curious to see what he will do in the future in production because the amount that he helped me as a singer, just working with him on those songs for that slaves on dope record for metaphor really brought me to another level as a singer. I mean, personally, the experience I had working with him, working with lyrics, like it was just great. So yeah, man, I'm I'm curious to see where his career is going to go, but the fact that Queens are back, the fact that they're touring, um, I'm so, so excited for people. And, uh, I, I want to let people know how you can win a copy of this record on vinyl because we have got four copies and mm-hmm. here's full transparency. We have got four copies of this record on vinyl to give away. Um, I am keeping one of these. So we have, I am not keeping one of we these have three copies because it's the Rockman power hour. We have three <laughs> copies of this to give away on vinyl. Yeah. So um, there's four different colorways. Uh, you'll get one at random and uh, what you got to do is you got to like, and you got to subscribe, which hopefully you already do. And you've got to leave a comment in the comment section on how you like the podcast. We will be choosing from people that leave in the comment section. And when we check the comment section, they have to have liked and subscribed. 
So if that's all going on, you got a chance to win one of full background, full background check, and then we will send one of these to you. So thank you very much to uh, Queens of the Stone Age, to Matador Records, and to Beggars Group Canada for providing with us with these four beautiful copies. Well, hang on, three beautiful copies of Queens of the Stone Age's new record, In Times New Roman. It's available everywhere you buy music. And, you know, locally, I love record stores. One of my favorite stores is Lenoise. I love that place. Uh, there's so many great record stores in Montreal, like Ocantois uh Sound Central, uh, Beatnik. Like, there's nothing like the vibe of going into a record store, even if you go to your local Sunrise and they've got a vinyl section. Vinyl's where it's at. Support physical media and support vinyl and win one of these by uh, simply doing all those things we told you to do. So yeah, thanks. It's fun to have a giveaway on the show. We don't get to do that very much. No, but uh, it's the start of a beautiful friendship because we're, we're going to give away so much. Yes, we are. In, including some tea right now. Because oh. uh, <laughs> no, no, actually before that, we'll just, uh, considering we're talking about vinyl, just segue into, we went to uh, Niagara recently. We and, did. Uh, we, we did. And when we were in Toronto, we stopped, we, we expanded our trip. We're like, we're going to go to a convention. Let's do so much more. Oh, we yeah. Managed to, yeah. We managed to go to uh, Toronto, see a concert, go to go to America for a few hours, uh, visit a Taco Bell, like a lot of things. Yeah. Anyway, um, it, in the record stores, uh, could you tell the folks in the Toronto record store that you brought me to, like that big crazy one with all this Zarface toys and everything? That was like that was bonkers. All right, so let me back up and let everybody know exactly what we did. So we got in a car. We decided to go to the Niagara Comic Con, Niagara Falls Comic Con which um, we've never been to. And because we work with so many Comic-Cons, it was nice to just go as a fan and have that experience and see what our fans and our and our, our customers at Montreal, Ottawa, Quebec, and Winnipeg get to experience because we're always on the other side of it. So it was really nice to go and have that experience. So we went to Niagara, Niagara Falls Comic-Con, but on the way to Niagara Falls, we decided to stop off in Toronto and go see Sepultura. Um, and it was nice because we're buddies with Derek Green, the singer of Sepultura, because he was part of the Kings of Quarantine project. So we got well, to- Well, you're buddies with Derek, but I was so elated of how friendly he was. Friendly. A person that yeah. I feel, a pro- I feel buddy by proximity. Yeah. And I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> he's, <Bring it> on. <laughs> he's very, very cool. So we got to, we yeah. got to see him. Um, we got to meet Andreas and Paulo. From uh, from Sepultura as well, which was really really cool. I got to see the Death Angel guys again, and we're gonna try to get them on the podcast because that they're, they're just amazing. And oh um, my god, Death Angel! Can we just take a second? To, like, I did not know Death Angel was going to be Death Angel. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and we go to watch them, and I'm just like, wait a second, is this what Thrash is supposed to be? Yeah, uh, <laughs> like because I guess every time I see a loud fast band, it's always in a venue that's so big. Yeah. That you kind of like lose that bottom end intensity that is, you know, not a small room, but a pretty, pretty large to medium sized room with a crowd full of people encompassing the loud thrashing, like power of metal that makes you think, oh, this is what Metallica was like in the Master of Puppet days. I get, oh shit, okay, fuck, I've been missing out. And the singer, oh my God, he's so great. So good. Like not a note missed, like the power and intensity of his voice after all these years. And no offense to anybody else, I'm kind of used to vocally people kind of taking a back seat and the nostalgia of the act you love holding your, your attention together. But this guy coming in cold, never really heard a song or two in my life by Death Angel. 
just oh my god i was i was blown away kids if you can ever see death angel it's yeah 2023 do it oh yeah man. they're they're just um they're they're yeah. great and and we got to um i got to play with them years ago and we'll talk about that if we ever get them on the show we're gonna we're gonna talk about that because i don't want to give any of that away but we i got to catch up with uh, a couple of the members backstage and, and I mentioned that show and they remembered. So, uh, but, so we saw death angel, but before that we went to uh sonic boom, which is a record store yeah. in, uh, in Toronto, which is a record slash novelty. They sell uh, action figures, toys and all that. So that was really, really fun. And then right near the venue, which was the Danforth music hall, we went to cops records and right before the show, because cop records is cops is right on the same street as the venue, um, we got to go there and you found Eddie and the Cruisers 2 on vinyl. Was Eddie, oh, it was Eddie the Cruisers 1, okay. sir. The vinyl, yes. Yeah. So you sound, yeah. So you found a record that you'd been looking for for a long time. Oh. Um, and I found uh, Eagles of Death Metal record that I've been looking for for a long time, which is crazy because Queens of the Stone Age is our subject and kind of our guest this week. And Josh's other band is Eagles of Death Metal with Jesse. So... Uh, but yeah, it was just, it was a great record store. They had so, dude, I could have spent so much money on records at that store. It was ridiculous. They had so much cool shit and well run and a nice guy. And you for, you're forgetting, he gave you the record for free. It was a yeah, dollar. No, it was a, okay, listen, I got to specify kids. And they say one man's junk is another man's treasure. Uh, I would have dropped a cool 20 on an Eddie and the Cruisers vinyl. And it was a dollar. Yeah, it was in the dollar. So, so to all of you out there who ever feel unwanted or just unappreciated, like you're some dollar vinyl left in a store, left to die, just remember, some guy or girl is going to come in that record store, the metaphorical record store, and see you and think you are worth 20 times as much as you do. Yeah. yeah. And and it, he, the guy, I think the guy saw your enthusiasm and he was like... Yeah. And I remember I my record was half price instead of 26 99. It was like 13 with tax. It was like 16. And I gave him a 20. I said, keep the, keep the change. He was like, uh, I go buy yourself a coffee. I go, you're so uh, nice. And your record store is amazing. So yeah. that was, that was part one of our, 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 our trip. And then we drove to Niagara Falls. I went to the Niagara Falls comic-con. Um, we had a great time. We had some great conversations, um, which I want to share on another episode with Giancarlo, you know, the whole, conversation we had John Color was pursued, but but that was a really, really fun trip. Came back to Montreal and uh shout out to the Black Fawn uh, team. Oh yeah, definitely yeah. to, to Benner and all the guys at Black Fawn Films. We'll have them on as well. So um yeah. which brings me to the next thing. Um I came back and Wednesday I got let go from my job at Shome. <laughs> which was a shock. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, I got let yeah. go. Um and it was really as simple as this. I do an evening show on Shome for 13 years. And that evening show, the decision was taken to automate that show. So to have no host, just music shuffle. They call it show on shuffle. Um, at least in the background, in the background, we call it show on shuffle. Um, other people call it, Hey, is anybody on air? There's no host, but that's the decision that was taken. The landscape of radio is changing. Margins are smaller and smaller. And it was my time to get cut. And uh, it was a shock, but I'm really, really happy about the opportunity to work there. Because to work at the station you grew up listening to and to be part of that history. Like, I remember back in the day talking about 
all the people that pass through there, like Tutal, like Terry, like Paul Beauregard, uh, like Benoit Dufresne, um, you know, Rob Camp, all these names, you know, that you, you associate with the radio. So the fact that I was in that and people will remember me as that, um, it's kind of cool. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm not sad about it. What I'm really excited about is the fact that we can put more effort into podcasting and we can bring more content and which, which we're going to do. So all in all, it was a really positive week. Oh, yeah. June's June's what's up? June. Well, June's saying she agrees. June, do you agree? June. Yeah. So, yeah. So it was a bit of a, um, a bit, bit of a, uh, you know, like it's funny cause I saw someone in the, well, you're human. Come on. You're human. Yeah. It's gonna, I, like, I'm you know. not, but I'm not sad. Like I, I went to, I went to a couple of events, over the last couple of days where I saw a lot of people I knew and, and it's kind of like, I remember when my, my dad passed away and people were coming to the, uh, the celebration of life, which you know about you, you know, you and Melissa were there filming people's, you know, testimonies, testimonials about my dad. It was the same thing. Like I had the same feeling like I had people coming with these long faces figuring, Oh man. And I was just like, I'm okay. Like, you know, it's okay. It's just, it's just part of life. And, and, of course, it's a blow to the ego, but if your ego's already in check, then it's not that big of a blow. So I'm, I'm okay, man. I'm really okay. And it's um, it's sad because the listeners that have reached out to me and people that reach out to me have, have told me like, you know, this is a big part of my night. Like I work shift work and I did nights and I listened to you and I'm going to miss it. But I just tell them, this is where we're going to be. Like you miss me. Then- in small segments between lots of music, and now people can enjoy you. you yeah, know, it's just and your I- annoying partner <laughs> but, <laughs> rattling on about what dollar vinyls and trips to Niagara. It's the- it's actually awesome, man. If I if I were the listeners, I'd be very happy. Well, it's I I think it's nice because maybe some people will be able to come over here, and, and a lot of people didn't even know about the podcast, you know, because I always kept them very separate with, with what I did on show. So, um, but yeah, so it's, it's obviously news that I wanted to talk about and wanted to address because we've been talking about it a lot and, uh, but it's a good thing. It's really a good thing. Could change is good, you know, getting complacent in life and sometimes having, you know, being at one place and being like, oh man, like it's just, I'm, I'm all about the ebb and flow. So it's, um, so it's good. So yeah, there's the news. Um, now, what we need to remind people about is that you need to like, and subscribe this podcast because we rely on you, um, to watch. And we really appreciate it if you subscribe and you like and tell your friends about it. If, and please let us know who you want us to talk to. Get involved in those comments. And especially this week, because we got three copies of this record to give away from Queens of the Stone Age, the new album, In Times New Roman. Uh, we've got all these different colorways. And uh, if you want to win one of these, like, subscribe, and leave a comment below. Leave a comment. And we're going to go through all of them. We're going to give these away randomly. And also, I'm just going to say, as an avid listener of many great podcasts, including Krista Makes a Podcast, One at Thunder, uh, Horror Movie Nights, a weird algorithm, just uh, uh, Talk is Jericho, shows I listen to on a daily basis, Pod Means World. It's just part of my week. And what we want to do is be part of your week as well. So hit that notification bell because it's a, it's a wide world. There's many, you know, there's many hours in the day full of dog walking dishes and a bunch of other things. As much as we appreciate, you know, everybody subscribing on YouTube, which really helps us, yeah. by the way. If you want to watch the videos and see our, and see Jason's handsome face, that's a good thing. But also, do, do not forget, you know, you don't have to be intimidated by the idea that we have, like, 
almost 70 episodes or we do have 70 right this now. This is number 70, yeah. This is 70 episodes on YouTube. You're like, how will I ever catch this up? Show some love to that audio portion too. Yeah. That's what we wanted to do. We're not here to uh, demand your attention. We're here to entertain you. Yeah, very well put. Whatever, whatever medium you want to listen to or watch us on, we appreciate it. And shout out to my high school friend, Patricia. Patricia Hemming, who is one of our biggest listeners and uh, a dear friend. And um, yeah, really uh, keeps my fire going every week because she always comments, always messages me, uh, has a big crush on the dirty nil guy. It's uh, <laughs> who doesn't. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just little little things like that. Keep, uh, you know, keep keep me not only inspired, but excited to continue this journey. So 100 percent. So make sure you do all of that. And, and we appreciate all of your support. Uh, my thanks to my co-host, Ryan Stick. My thanks to our guest, Troy Van Leeuwen. Uh, thanks to our producer, Julia Kajerski. Thank you to Heartbeat Hot Sauce, the heartbeat of the Rockman Power Hour. Make sure you like them, uh, all their socials as well, and use our promo code ROCKMAN20 right below to get 20% off your entire order, and that code never expires. Thank you to Studio House Designs as well. Thank you to AKG. Um, for uh, providing us with these incredible microphones and these headphones. And uh, thanks to all of you for being a part of this journey. And don't forget, if you want to win a copy of Queens of the Stone Age in Times New Roman, like, subscribe, and leave a comment below. And we're going to pick winners this week. We will see you next week on the Rockman Power Hour. Um, our guest will be Devin Townsend. Yeah. I cannot tell you how excited I was that you let me know we were interviewing him three hours before we did. I know. It was, <laughs> it was such a weird day. Yeah, so so uh, we, we had the reaction. We had the authentic yeah. reaction oh, yeah. of when you told me yeah. and the jaw-dropping moment. So look forward to that, kids. I am so excited. So, yeah, thank you very much, all of you. And, yes, you will see the jaw-dropping reaction that Ryan has to Devin Townsend. And there's a lot more coming. So, really keep it locked on the Rockman Power Hour. We're excited. We're fueled up. And we cannot wait to see you the next time that we pop up in your notifications because you've subscribed and done all that fun stuff. But we really, really appreciate you. Thank you. We know you have a lot of other options. And the fact that you're spending this time with us means the absolute world. And we'll see you next time on the Rockman Power Hour.